0: Welcome back to the Savvy Citizen podcast. On today's show, we sit down with Lauren Parker from the Little Theater of Gastonia. She shares with us the importance of the Little Theater and the role it plays in the Gaston County community, as well as their new partnership with the African-American Museum to commemorate Black History Month. Stay tuned.
1: Do you have a young reader? Do they love animals? then join us at the Gaston County Animal Shelter for our monthly Tales for Tales program. This happens usually one Saturday a month from 10 to 11 a.m. Children can bring books from home or borrow one at the shelter and practice reading to a shelter dog or cat. The program builds your child's confidence and enriches the life of a shelter pet. No reservations are needed. For more information, check out the Gaston County Animal Shelter page at the gastongov.com website.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Savvy Citizen. I am D'Andrea Bradley, your host for today. And with me is Ms. Lauren Parker from the Little Theater of Gastonia, And I'm very excited about this episode because uh, I am a closet theater geek, if y'all don't know. (laughs) And so Lauren is here to talk about all the great things going on at Little Theater of Gastonia. So Lauren, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Okay, so we are going to start from the beginning. Um, Talk to us about Little Theater of Gastonia. Like, Give us a little history.
2: Okay, a little bit of history. So. The Little Theater of Gastonia was founded in 1950, so it's been around for a really long time. Uh, the building itself that is currently in uh, downtown Gastonia off of Clay Street uh, has been here since the 70s. I am not sure exactly that date, but it's been here for longer than I have, which right. is which is great. Um, it's a quaint little building. We, I mean, there's obviously been updates since the 70s. Not as many as maybe there should be. Um, so it it does it does have a very retro feel. But you know, we love that. It's it's great. Um, it sets the mood. It does. It's very intimate. It is a very intimate little theater. So it has been around for a really long time. It's gone through a lot of changes. It's, it's always kind of kept up with the times. And you can look at pictures. We've got a lot of pictures like on our uh, Facebook pages. And you can kind of see like the the eras of theater from, you know, sets and shows and clothes and people. We've had so many important People from the community come in and out the doors, whether they were on stage or they were directing, or they were, you know, big patrons and supporters nice. of the arts. So we've been around for a long. We do have a lot of people that'll be talking, and I'll be like, "Yeah, we're we've been around since the 1950s," and they're like. Who are you? (laughs) Where are you? Literally right downtown. We're here. We've been here I promise. Well,
0: it's a good thing you're here to introduce the Little Theater to our new listeners. And, you know, those people that are moving into, you know, Gastonia and Gaston County, because they need to know that the Little Theater is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Now talk to us about, um, like, what is the Little Theater's mission? Because you've been here since 1950. You've obviously been surviving the time times where, um, during which, you know, there's been some questions about the relevance of the arts. So talk to us about the mission and how you guys have managed to survive.
2: So we have a twofold mission. Um, Our mission is to be accessible. So we want to be able to provide quality art entertainment for the community and we try to make sure that we check all the boxes when we do our season we're very intentional with creating our season to make sure that there is at least one production for every member of our community that can come and enjoy we, okay. we try to make sure we do classical musicals and big name plays or well-known plays uh, we always are trying to do something that's children and or family friendly um, But we also like to do a little bit of edgy, more adult content for anyone that wants to participate in that. So uh, that is our mission for our patrons, to be accessible, to make sure that there is something for everyone. And we also included in that, as kind of like a side note, we have a pay what you can night that we instituted back in 2022. Okay. 2021, the beginning of 2021. And uh, our Pay What You Can night is the first Saturday uh, show of every production that we do. That's our main stage production. And it is for a minimum of a dollar to however much you want to pay. You come and you watch the show and that way. I mean, there's been so many times uh, in my life and not not recently that I couldn't take my family afford to see a show, even if it was a show they really wanted to see. Um, so we want to make sure that that art is accessible for everyone in our community, no matter where they are financially um, at that point in time. So that is our mission for our patrons. And then our mission for our volunteers that are our cast and our crew is to be diverse and inclusive and to make sure that they feel safe within uh, our walls. So we we try to make sure that we have a rotating uh, list of of crew members that come in, uh, creative teams, production directors. Um, Absolutely. People that can give different types of opportunities. Uh, we make sure that we're doing shows that are as inclusive to people, no matter their age, their race, their religion, their sexuality, their gender, et cetera, to make sure that everyone is represented and feels safe. So those are our two big... Missions are two pillars of what we want to do in our community.
0: Absolutely. And and I I love that you you know pay what you can night because everyone should have access Correct. to good theater. You know, not everyone can drive to say, you know, Charlotte to Blumenthal right. and you know, not everyone can afford those, but the fact that, you know, we have our own little theater here in Gastonia in our community where people can come and enjoy good quality entertainment and just experience the arts. I love it.
2: And we try to make sure that uh, one big com- part of the community that sometimes gets um, left out less now than than it was maybe five, ten years ago is our neurodiverse community. Um, and a lot of artists are neurodiverse uh, anyway, so it's kind of funny that uh, they're not as recognized in some spaces, but we do have in all of our shows for free uh, sensory bags, which include headphones and uh, sunglasses and fidget toys for children, teenagers, adults, who want to come and see a show, but maybe the lights are just too bright in some scenes or the music is really loud or we have uh, some disturbing sounds like uh, in some shows we have maybe a gunshot or like an explosion or something that's really loud. So we ended up, or just, you know, I mean, I'm, in my 30s and I'll be sitting in the booth and I have a pen that I'm just fidgeting with the whole time. Mm -hmm. And that's how I have concentration. So um, making sure that that's accessible for anyone within the neurodiverse community to feel comfortable watching a show as well. Absolutely. um, That is there. And um,
0: so. And that goes back to the inclusivity. I love it. Absolutely. That's excellent. So. Talk to us about some of the offerings at Little Theater, because not only are you executive director, but you're also an instructor. I am. So, which <laughs> means you have classes. Talk to us about the, the classes that are offered.
2: Absolutely. So um, right now we have, we are building up uh, classes. Now, I'm going to take you back to 2020 uh, when our best friend COVID-19 happened. <sighs> All right. And uh, I, I try not to talk about it because it's such a divisive uh, uh, subject. But we almost lost everything. Uh, we're a you know a nonprofit, very small. Uh, right. we, we don't have a lot of just casual cash hanging around. Um. So we rely heavily on ticket sales. Our ticket sales go directly back into either uh the building or producing new shows. Right. Um, we're an almost completely volunteer community organization. Uh, so it got to the point, you know, when we couldn't do anything that we were surviving. Our board members were pitching in to keep the lights on. Right. Um, so and then a lot of the small, you know, companies that we used to work with our, like our ticketing agency and our uh, emailing uh, system, they all went bankrupt. So we lost a lot. Uh, We lost the ability to connect with some of our patrons that have been with us for decades. Um, And we weren't really being able to offer anything of substance for people to come and give us money when everyone was struggling and out of jobs and everything as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So it looked bleak for a little bit. Uh, We were able to really kind of start slowly chugging halfway through 2021. Um and we started building our stuff back up and one of the things that we really wanted to do was to start offering uh classes, master classes and workshops. So in 2022 We started offering uh, drama classes, and they were there. Our Act One and our Act Two drama classes, and our Act One is for our younger thespians, our kindergartners through our fifth graders, our middle schoolers, and then we have sixth grade and up is our Act Two. And our Act Two, we found with that group, they really loved improv. So within Act Two was born the Bag at It Again Improv Troupe, and they came up with that. They were they're very intelligent crazy teenagers and that's what they came up with um so that is our drama classes that we offer um they do get full extremely quickly we do have a couple of uh spots still in our act one class our younger class um and those start on tuesday um and we've been doing that for a year and a half this is our fourth semester okay um Coming up now, uh, we then added for this semester, this uh, spring 2024, which is weird to have to remember to say 2024 now, um, but our spring semester, we will be offering musical theater dance classes.
0: Nice. Um,
2: And that is from, we have an extremely talented musical. She's been our choreographer for quite a few award-winning shows. um, And she has had dance experience for several decades two decades i'd say i don't want to throw her age out there um (laughs) but she she's worked with some great people in the industry and she just wants to make sure one of the things that we run into uh is a lot of people go even if they've had some dance and it's usually ballet or tap which Mm -hmm. tap is great but we don't do a lot of ballet And we're like, okay, we just need to sit down and teach people how to do jazz square, how to do a grapevine. (laughs) So she is offering, we're offering that. She's going to teach those. We have two classes one for elementary and middle school, and one for high school and adults. So um, to make sure that that's accessible for anyone that wants to um, do, learn how to do some musical theater dance. And that'll be on Wednesdays. Our drama classes are on Tuesdays. And then we have some master classes coming up. Our next one will be in April, on April 20th. And that will be led by Ashley Gilliam. And it's an acting for film master class. Nice. So to learn how to act for a camera, which is a little bit different than acting on stage. Yes. So she's going, we're going to be offering that in April. So those are the things that I know for sure are coming down in the next couple of weeks. And then we've got, of course, we have summer camps. And our summer camps, we, we open them up uh, in August. And they are usually full by the first week of September. Uh, but we do have a waiting list. Right now, both of our camps are full. Um, we are looking at the possibility of adding more. I just don't know logistically if that will happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, going forward, it used to be we uh, we would have to... We were waiting to the last minute to see if we would have enough to be able to even do the summer camp. And now we're full. We're full, (laughs) like almost immediately. And I'll be telling people, telling parents, be like, we will get full. And they're like, "Okay," And then they're like, oh, no, you guys are full. I'm like, yeah. 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 Um, Our drama classes that we do, um, uh, we always do an end of the year program with them and what what we do is we write we take up a popular public domain work and then we adapt it to stage for their age group and experience level okay um and then at the end of the semester we do a free show and they put on their production, and it's free for anyone within the community to come and see it, support the kids. Uh, they're always, you know, very child friendly, family friendly shows. Nice. Um, and it's just another way for us to give back to the community. Our last one that we did in the uh, mid December, it was uh, we did a uh, Jungle Book and um, a portion of uh Midsummer's Night Dream nice and we sold out we I was expecting us to to have about half a house and that's with parents and families and friends and we we sold out (laughs) we had people coming in begging for seats at the end that we were trying to see oh did someone not come can you sit there right Um, (laughs) so it's good I you know one of my my Things that are really important to me when it comes to theater is arts education. Mm-hmm. And you're never too young or too old to learn um, about art, how art is done, how art should be done well, um, that kind of stuff. Uh, so to see support for the younger thespians when, you know, back in our day, there was not much support right. for the arts, especially theater. It was the... It was uh, this I I tell people all the time I'm like it's, it's so funny that theater is now kind of the cool thing. I blame Disney. Mm-hmm. I blame, you know, high school musical era right uh, really making it cool again. I was like because when I was a kid it was not a cool thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> it was the thing that you got made fun of or and beaten up for. Um so I'm I'm glad to see that it is it's not that anymore and that people, especially younger people are, uh, really into it and that people are supporting because when I would first started my journey, it was difficult because there was a lot of children that were not being supported. Right. Um, so it's great to see so much support from children's family, but also the community that don't, you know, they don't know these kids and they're coming, right. uh, one of our our biggest shows that we have are going to be our children's shows. Uh, Matilda sold out almost immediately um, when we were when we did that show. Bye bye Birdie that had a lot of children, in it, mostly preteens and teenagers, but they were I mean, they're still children if they're under the age of twenty one at this point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there was a lot of support for those shows, and it's really great to see. It, it makes me happy. I'll Absolutely, be sitting in the booth, like.
0: Good job, kids. Well, I mean, and it's, it's a great way to build their confidence, their self-esteem. Absolutely. You know, because children today really need that. Yes. You know, they need that support. So I love it.
2: I'd like to say it's a good way to get them off TikTok, but one of our, assist, our assistant technical director is like a TikTok connoisseur. So <laughs> if they come, they might be in a TikTok. We've got a, a TikTok page, but for the most part, they are... Is a good way to see them be creative. Yes. Like, there's a there's a lot in an extremely accessible world that we live in. That while it's got so many pros, one of the cons is it it isn't always the best for creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's a there's a lot lacking in some areas where you can be express yourself without fear and be creative. Right. Um, And the theater allows you to do that because you can always say, well, that's not really me. That was the character I was
0: playing. Exactly. So. Exactly. Now, you mentioned award-winning shows <laughs> that had been choreographed and everything. Yes. So let's talk about the awards you just won. Yeah. Because um, you just won several of the 2023 Broadway World Charlotte Awards. We so did. talk to us about that.
2: We won eight this year and we won eight last year. Um. So we're doing we're doing pretty good. We uh we're always excited about those awards because uh you have to it's you have to have a lot of support from your patrons. Right. There's nothing that a board of 9 people and me can do to alter those results. Like we could vote as much as we wanted to to our faces blue, but it it takes so much support from from outside and inside from our patrons, from our cast, from our crews, from our volunteers, from people that came and saw the shows and thought, wow, that was good enough. I'm going to go through this process (laughs) because it is a process Mm -hmm. to vote for these shows. Um, And we won eight. We won some really great categories. We won best musical and best play. We won best direction of a play. Nice. We won best ensemble and we won best sound design and best performer of a musical, best performer of a play and best supporting a performer of a musical and in almost every other category we were if we didn't win we were runner up.
0: That's awesome. So, we
2: were really excited about that. Absolutely.
0: Um, Congratulations. Thank you.
2: Um we have curated a very wonderful group of people and It's always expanding, and it's so great to see people, you know, every time we're about to do auditions here um, in a couple of weeks, and uh, I'm I'm the one that's in charge of the sign-ups, like I see, I, I create them, and then I see when people sign up, and uh you know we have almost 100 people signed up and i don't know a lot of the names right. and to me that's a sign of success yes when you're reaching people that feel like it's not going to be the same person every single time that they have a chance which they do um it's always that's a good sign for me to see okay we're reaching people that have not been here before we did um the show that we just closed in October was Sweeney Todd. And we sold out, we did uh, six of those shows. We sold out four of them. Wow. Um, and we had, oh, I think 90 people audition. And I, because <laughs> I directed that show, I gave as many people and I would have given way more if I could, but there, our theater is small. Right. So we had 41 actors on that stage and 20 of them were brand new had never been on our stage or on a stage at all before and it was incredible
0: well it just shows that there's a hunger out there There for for live theater yes like whether it's to you know participate or to observe
2: and it's crazy (laughs) because it's, it's a job it's a you know it's a it's a volunteer job you're getting you're volunteering, but you're having to be okay with sacrificing volunteering three to four hours a day after you've worked your normal job or after you've gone to a full day of school because we have a lot of high school students, right? Um, people that are willing to drive thirty to an, thirty minutes to an hour from you know we have we have actors from Matthews, from Lincolnton, from Shelby, and it's it's not a from Rock Hill, it's not a small. I sometimes complain I live. <laughs> almost in Lake Wiley, not that far, but that way. And I'll be like, oh, it takes me 15 minutes. And I have actors that are literally driving an an hour hour. and a half through (laughs) 5 o'clock Charlotte traffic traffic (laughs) to come and play around for a couple hours. And I say play around, but there is a lot of hard work. Um, And then go home at 10, 11 o'clock, get up at... Five, six, seven o'clock to go to work or school and do it all over again for two months. Right. For to be able to perform for six shows and then it's done. Then it's done. Hey, it, <laughs> and, then, hey. so, and then some of them are like, let's do it
0: again. They're passionate. You uh, have to be. It's
2: crazy. Um, I don't know. I mean, you got sports, of course, but besides that, there's not many hobbies that I really see that people are like, I will dedicate my life and my money, and my time, and my social, you know, right. my everything to be able to perform. And they are, you know, I'm so thankful for every single actor. Uh, our, our crew is all volunteer um, currently. That's something that we're working on is to be able to start paying some small stipends to our crew. But up until, like, even this show right now that's going on, Every single person in the creative team from the production director to the music director to our, our stage managers, our TD, our set designers, our costume. All these people that make the show go that some people don't even realize that are behind the scenes. Right. Um, sometimes we have way more crew listed than we even have cast listed for certain shows. Um, and they're all doing it for free. They're all doing it because... They, they love, love it, it and they and it's not like some of these jobs aren't easy skill sets to gain either you know most of these people have gone to school right even if that's not what their degree is in it's something that they've taken classes in or mm-hmm. you know it's like crazy the lighting the, the lighting. set design
0: yes oh uh sound and engineering and the, the building
2: the building of the set is crazy i believe it. it's crazy uh are yes. or do we have two like kind of in-house set builders and uh, when i'll go to one of them be like here's what i want and they're like that defies the laws of physics and i'm like you can do it you can figure Figure it out out. just you know let me know if you make any changes they're like (laughs) what (laughs) how could you do this to me I'll be like, okay, to my costumers, okay, so I want it to be authentically, historically accurate, but also the colors of the rainbow. Right. <laughs> like, what? That, is, that Those two things can't exist. But if we do it all in taupe, it'll be boring. Make it periwinkle.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, um, you had mentioned how you want the theater to be accessible to the community. And um, you have a collaboration coming up with the African American yes. Museum over at Loray Mill. So talk to us about oh, that. It
2: is an incredible project. So um, we have uh, we were approached by Miss Dot over at the African American Museum of History and Culture at the Loray Mill, which is an incredible place. If you haven't yes. gone to see it, you should definitely go. It's it's a really really cool uh, kind of hidden gem. Uh, in Gastonia. I don't think as much people know about it as they should, but um, she approached us and she wanted, uh, because she's on the Coretta Scott King board, mm-hmm. um, and so she wanted to do two things. She wanted to promote literacy uh, for African American authors and illustrators, and she wanted to be able to put it on stage. Um, she brought a book by Ashley Bryan called A Beautiful Blackbird. We looked over it. I said, this is beautiful. I'd love for this to happen. Um, We're doing it in February. It's actually, as I was doing research on Ashley Bryan, it was not something that we purposely did, but I thought it was kind of a a cool thing to find out. Uh, He passed away uh, February 4th, 2022 at the the age of 98. Wow. Um, And he was all the awards that he won in all of his books. It's just incredible. Um, And we're doing two free shows on February 3rd and February 4th. So it's kind of like a, it was always like a love story. Mm -hmm. Uh, A, hey, thank you for all this that you've done. But being able to kind of memorialize him That way is really cool. Uh, It's being um, directed by one of our award winners, which is Miss D. Laverne Woods, who directed uh, Our Christmas Carol. She was our Weezer in Still Magnolia. She is an incredible actress and director, and I am so honored to know her. She is incredible. And stage managed by Ashley Gilliam, who is also an incredible human being, um, and she will Uh, be doing more stuff with us in the future including her master class and she is the president of the art council okay Um, so they are heading that up it is uh, on february 3rd and 4th at 2 o'clock p.m at our theater and they will be having some activities it is free uh, for anyone to come and see it is all children that are in the show and it's got music it's got dancing and it's just a great way for us to both promote black history month and literacy of prominent black authors and illustrators um and our african-american uh artists within our own community which we have so many yes so many wonderful artists within our community so that is on february 3rd and 4th which is a saturday and a sunday
0: looking forward to it it's going to be great Um, And then our
2: next show that we have coming up, which is Diary of Anne Frank. And that is January 19th through the 28th. Uh, That that show, our producer, our production director and our stage manager are both Jewish persons. Um, Our second Saturday show is on um, January 27th, which is International Holocaust Remembrance Day.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So
2: Dr. Mark Epstein, who is a prominent Jewish uh, community member, is a prominent community member who is Jewish, um, and he is going to be coming and speaking um, on that day, kind of giving us a moment of silence. for The the numerous, numerous victims of the Holocaust. Um, So that's... That's our next show that's coming up. It's heavy, but it's very important. Right. Um, we wanted to make sure that, again, all boxes are being checked. Um, and that's not to to take the importance of that show and put it into something that's just a checked box. Um, but we wanted to make sure that everyone had a chance to be represented and conversations to be started because that's what art is art is beautiful and it is hard it right. is a conversation starter
0: um so yeah so what else do you have coming up uh
2: so after uh diary of Anne frank closes at the end of the month uh we will have auditions for the lion the witch in the wardrobe which is our children's play love um, that one of my is favorite
0: books as a kid such <laughs> a
2: great uh, great book series, uh I I I always have to argue. Um, I don't know. I think that the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe is one of his best books in the series. I do think that The Magician's Nephew, which is the first one, because the Lion Witch in the Wardrobe is actually the second one. I, I'm telling people all the time, like, okay, I'm gonna read that one first. Because there are <laughs> things that'll make more sense. Like the whole or it's the whole origin story. It's like reading all of the Lord of the Rings without ever reading The Hobbit. You gotta read it. Um <laughs> That's just me. Um, we are doing that. Um, that is our children's show now right now this semester uh, this semester. my goodness. The season, we have five shows. We started in the 21 two season with four. Okay. And then we were able to bring it up to five, and next starting next season we'll actually have six because we were having to alternate our children's show between having a play. And a musical, so we started with a play with Junie B. Jones. It's not a crook, which mm-hmm. w- won several awards, and then we did a musical, which was Matilda, which won several awards, and uh, now we're doing The Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. But we wanted to be able to offer a chance for both next season. Gotcha. So next season we will have a children's play, play and, and a, a children's, children's musical. musical. But... Um, so Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe, is going to be next. Um, we're really excited about that one. And then after that show closes, we have the odd couple, which is, and the female version of the odd couple, which of course was a well-known play and TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is something we look forward to. We get a lot of people that will, we do one of the things I started doing when I became executive director, um, is i love data i think data is beautiful and so i put i would put out surveys i'm the the survey queen i'll be like people will be like what how do you get to because i did a survey here's (laughs) here's all of my numbers in a pie chart in a graph um (laughs) we would do surveys and ask what do you guys want to see and people will be like plays like okay we'll give you a play so that's our, our big play well we have three plays this this um Season when they're all back to back. We have Diary Van Frank, Line Witch in the Wardrobe, and then the odd couple female version. And then we will have uh, our two summer camps, uh, which they're currently full for participants, but they were not full for people who want to come and see them. And they will be Finding Nemo Kids and nice. then The Little Mermaid Junior. Okay. And then we will end our 22, uh, no, 23 24 season with Sister Act. In July, Love yes, Sister act. Oh, my God, I know it's crazy. And then we'll start as soon as that show ends. We start our twenty four twenty five season. So it's always going. We're always going but, and and, <laughs> that's never what, stop.
0: and that's what makes art so exciting because yes. it's always, you know, just it's it's so adaptable and it's always just evolving. Right. And I'm very excited about me you know, too. this season. So, for folks out there who are listening, if by some chance you know they they're too nervous to get up on the stage, but oh, yeah. they still want to support the little theater, how can they do that?
2: Well, there's several ways that you can support us. Again, we're a volunteer organization. so we're always looking for volunteers, whether it's backstage as a stage crew or a costumer or front of house. We have uh, volunteers that will come and scan tickets and usher. And that's always a good way to meet people and get more comfortable with the space. If you wanted to financially contribute, um, we have a capital campaign called our Raise the Curtain. We are trying to raise about $30,000 for a new curtain because that's how expensive they are. Because It's more than just the fabric. The fabric right. is a lot. There's a lot of fabric. Our stage is bigger than you would think it was. Um But it's uh, a special fabric to make sure that it's fire retardant. So Mm -hmm. if anything happens, we can close it and make sure that that fire doesn't... If it's backstage, that it doesn't go into the house. Or if it's in the house, it doesn't go backstage. It's just a layer of protection. Uh, But we also have to get a brand new pulley system because our pulley system is ancient. It's Gotcha. It's it's falling apart. So you've got that. Um, If you're not interested in helping financially with the curtain. We are always taking money for um, scholarships. We offer scholarships both for our classes, master classes, our camps, anything like that. Um, Our camps and our classes are the only thing when it comes to participation of theater that we charge. Um, Now, I mean, we charge for tickets, but we have no kind of cast fees or anything like that when it comes to participating in the theater and we try to make sure that those uh tuitions are extremely low anyway it just goes to paying instructors and paying for any kind of supplies right the supplies or like Mm -hmm. keeping the lights on um so scholarships to cover that kind of stuff donations of props or costumes Mm -hmm. if you have some really cool pieces that you don't want anymore that was inherited by choice or not that you (laughs) you're looking to offload. We'll take that. Uh, we would love donations of things like paint and wood. That's really expensive. Um, those are financial contributions. Uh, contributions uh, to help us that doesn't cost anything but a little bit of time would be promoting our show. So if you have social media, we're fairly active on both for Facebook and our Instagram, and we're, we're pretty active on our TikTok. Um, but sharing those when they come across your feed, um, if you see something, a show that you maybe aren't as interested in, but you know someone that would be, making sure that they, are, they know about it, a, a majority of our promotion is word of mouth. Right. Um so our first shows usually sell really well but our second shows I say we always know how good a show is by how much we sell our second weekend. Because it's when people leave the theater and they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, that was really good," or "I really like that," or "So and so was so awesome." You got to come and see it, right. and they'll buy tickets to come the second weekend, or and bring friends, or they'll tell somebody. The amount of people I'll have the second week of them, it's like, "Oh yeah, so and so came and saw it last week, and they told me it was great. Love that." Um, So making sure to support us that way, it it doesn't take anything more than a click. And that's really that really helps us um, in an age where everything's digital. You know, right. Those are those are the big things that I can think of off the top of my head.
0: Gotcha. And if they want more information about Little Theater, um, do you have a website they we can go to?
2: Uh almost everything that you could possibly want to know about us is at www.littletheaterofgastonia.org. dot
0: org. Awesome. Well, Lauren Parker, thank you so much, (laughs) executive director and instructor. Thank you. Over at Little Theater of Gastonia, thank you so much for being on the show. And we are excited um, just to see what more you're going to do over at Little Theater.
2: Absolutely. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely.
0: We'll see you guys next week. Absolutely. Thank you.
1: Mark your calendars. Gaston Max is back and better than ever. Come to downtown Gastonia on Saturday, March 23rd to enjoy live music performances, games for kids, interactive art experiences, and much more. The event is free. Be on the lookout for announcements about musical headliners in the months ahead. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Savvy Citizen Podcast. It's produced by the Gaston County Communications Office, with hosts Janet Schaefer, D'Andrea Bradley, Elizabeth McGee, and Adam Gobb. Joshua Braswell serves as executive producer, and Gavin Stewart serves as field reporter and producer. Please like us and share reviews on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Coming up next week on the show, Linda Mingus from the Gaston County Cooperative Extension joins us to talk about the Master Food Volunteer Program and how you can get involved.